radio reaches 92% of the U.S. population weekly compared to 88% for television. Imagine that. So today we have Johnny Hartwell with us. And if you want to hear authenticity and the importance of being authentic, you should listen. If you want to hear about how to change and evolve in a rapidly changing industry like radio, when you think about how much radio has changed in the last 20 years, and Johnny has been part of it and continues to strive and evolve and excel in a, in a very, very rapidly changing industry, you should listen in. And if those two things don't excite you, you know what? Just listen to Johnny and be entertained because it's a fun, he, he's just fun. It's fun at here listening to the stories. So please enjoy the episode today. This is hard for me because like, because you're like, this is what you do. This is, this is, this is my thing. And I'm so nervous. I do this. I do this. this, I've never been interviewed before. I do this once a month. I mean, this is like, this is weird for me. And but the way this worked. Okay. The way we, we, Johnny interviewed me Mm -hmm. and it was, you did such a nice job. Great questions carried me along. So now I'm interviewing Johnny Hartwell. And, and I'm going to screw things completely off. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about me. I'm worried about you messing it oh, up. Oh, yeah, That's absolutely. <laughs> That's where it's going to completely like off the tracks pro, now. You're like a pro, so we'll try. So help me out. Well, that's kind of funny that you say that because uh, to me, it's just, just talking. It's just having a it's conversation. Just yeah. You, you know, know? We, we were just hanging out for the last half hour. They should have just recorded that. That was fun. That was fun. It was, it fun. was fun. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but for those of you that don't know Johnny, Johnny's been in the radio business since since the earth was cooling. That's what I'm thinking. I was trying to figure out a nice way to say that. 1983. Yeah, that's when I started in college radio and then uh, progressed to, you know, uh, you know, uh, a full-time job in, you know, 1988. And then uh, I landed in Pittsburgh in 96. So I've been here for 25 years. In 96, you started with? B94. B94. Well, I, I was on uh, briefly for um, Magic Y97 in Braddock for, for a period. And then I moved to um, um, Youngstown, Ohio, and then I've I've worked Myrtle Beach in L.A. and all points in between. The Disc jockeys to, don't die; we just get bigger. You have. Oh, here's the, here's the best. So okay, I'm like, okay, so what's your real name? John, John <laughs> it's Hartwell. Johnny. It's Johnny John, Hartwell. Johnny yep. Hartwell. So like, I thought it was so. I'm like Googling the top DJ names, thinking like Johnny Hartwell will come up this morning. So I'm having my coffee. I'm like, okay, this can't be. Real, he's like, what is his name? It can't be Johnny Hartwell. It is, it is Johnny. I was named Johnny Hartwell, iHeartRadio. Yep. So, um, I was named after Johnny Cash, and um, my my parents were big Johnny Cash fans. My real name is John J O N, but I like Johnny. Well, uh, I was disc jockey uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Said, you know, what name do you want to come up with? And I'm like, I I, I don't know. And he goes, "Uh, how about Trapper John? I went, oh, okay. And I used Trapper John for the first break. And he yeah. was like, nah, no, no, you're yeah. Johnny. You're yeah, Johnny yeah. Hartwell. <laughs> and that was the only time. I mean, here's something ridiculous. When I started with B94, we had this meeting to discuss if I was going to use a a, a fake name. And they, they ping-pong different names. And they were going to call me Spank. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no. Here's a guy who's married and has three kids. You can't call me Spank. Spank. I I so want to call you Spank now. Oh, please don't. Okay, so wait, wait, one one more name. What in the world is Johnny Palooza? Um, Wow. 
Uh, so where did you come up with I that? Just, I just did. I'm, I get paid to know. No, you got to tell no, me. No, I got to get paid to know. All right. So, so let me. Tell, when I work, wait, for, I'm going to help you. Okay. I'm going to help you. It's called Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when I worked for CBS Radio, uh, we sponsored Kidapalooza, right? Right. And uh, we expected about 50 people to show up, and 5,000 people showed up. And we didn't have any prizes. We didn't have any games. And I had this thing called the Magic Strings. And I would, I would get these kids together, and I would do these little magic trick and just to keep people occupied till the staff was able to come down with prizes and they're like oh thank god johnny palooza's <laughs> here he took care of it oh. also uh when it comes to uh they're it's funny disc jockeys generally are you think of them as gregarious outspoken kind of people but a lot of us are very shy. I was going to ask you that. You know, Johnny Carson was, right? So a, a lot of folks that are entertainers are shy. So you actually would consider yourself an introvert. No. You're I, not. I'm not. So I, you're I, not your typical... No, I love... I Like, my embarrassment gene was severed as a child. And so when when I would do live uh, appearances, I would you'd bring out the fun and games and laugh and carry on. And and uh, so whenever somebody said, hey, you know, who do you want to do the remote? And they go, oh, give it to Johnny Palooza. He, you know, it was actually... It was a bit of an insult because, you know, <laughs> this guy just he's so Sorry. full of himself. Yeah, yeah. I just love... Entertaining people yeah. face to face. And yeah, so but even a, people that love entertaining others, like I'm more of an introvert, but even people that love entertaining others and being around people, I know. I really, know. you? True. Mm. Yeah, true. So, you know, and I, I, I've heard of introverts being like, where, you, where do you go to get your energy? So every, if you if you need to be alone to just like recharge, mm -hmm. that means you're more of an introvert. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't be entertaining and fun and be with people. Right. It just means you have to recharge your battery. And you don't recharge your battery by, by being around 10 people. You do it by like, you know, just like chilling a little bit, you know, just like chilling a little bit. So, yeah, I'm actually an introvert. But my experience with you is that you, you are, you have fun, you're energetic. So you, you must have a lot of downtime. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that much. I'm like a lab, either go or I sleep. There's no in between. So, so what I, one of the reasons I also wanted to talk to you is when you think about radio from mm -hmm. when you started in 1983 to today, I mean, and, and by the way, you and I were talking about earlier that radio, especially in Pittsburgh, I grew up in Johnstown. It, 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 it's my childhood. Like mm -hmm. I think of WCRO and, and glue, glue 92. 92 and like, and then when I first started in the business, one of my tasks was, um, I would get on, this is Greg with WVSC in Somerset with a stock market report, you know, and then I would give like the stock market and what it did. And now people look on their phone and they know instantaneously yeah. and, and their satellite radio right. and, 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 you know, going from when my, I used to sit it with on the porch with my pappy and listen to the pirate games, you know, it, it, it's changed so much. I can't think of any other industry really off the top of my head that has had such change. How's that affected you? How's that affected? you know the profitability and the listenership in radio well believe it or not um you know because of iHeartRadio, we have almost a thousand radio stations from coast to coast we interact with more people on a daily basis in the united states than google does globally oh come on that i'm not kidding this is you people underestimate the reach of radio but when it comes to pittsburgh i've always said pittsburgh was the first radio market it will be its last because uh, radio is such a, a integral part of people's lives here in Pittsburgh. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to discount uh, the other media in in certain um, uh, you know satellite radio you mentioned. Uh, the thing is, the satellite radio is a very expensive um, 
To put a rocket into space and maintain it, it costs billions of dollars. And I don't know what satellite's going to do once Howard Stern retires. But um, it, why it's, is he such a great interviewer? Because he is, right? He is. He's fantastic. He's, yeah, he's, well, like, he's the best. Someone makes him great. I'm not really crazy about his uh, sophomore juvenile. I get it. I get it. But when, when it comes but to when interview, he, but he's when the he best. does an interview, it's, it's like fantastic. it's a great interview. Yeah. Uh, but with with radio, we have maintained locality. And when he, when let's talk newspapers. Um, you're a you're a stock guy. When's the last time you consulted the newspaper for stocks? Not happened. Not in the. Uh, I mean, no, no. I'll, I'll, I mean, you know, it's it's. We could be way more selective how and when we consume information. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so now instead of reading the Wall Street Journal from, I, I, I will, I will search the topic and then the source. Mm-hmm. So, so I first go to the topic and then wherever that source is, Wall Street Journal or other, that's where I find it. So it's a little different, right? So, so wait, let me just say, I just, I, they gave me the statistic, which um, to support what you're saying, I'm going to give, you, I'm not going to be, a, I'm not going to kill you with stats, but. Um, <laughs> But, not, but it says the average American spends 99 minutes a day listening to the radio. And just to support that, whoever's listening right now, think about, okay, wait a minute. Have I listened to the radio today? And I have. It, it, it's changed in that uh, it's, it's mainly in cars and vehicles and things like that. You know, we used to have one of those big radios and you listen to at home. That generally doesn't happen. But with, with the iHeartRadio, you can listen anywhere. Um, but okay, let me ask you just on the top of your head and I'm, I'm I don't want to in, you know, three WS what's the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, the, when I open up my microphone, how many people do you think I'm talking to on a daily basis? Oh my gosh. I would have no idea. I must ask you that before. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so 200,000. Double that, about 400,000. Every time I open up the mic, I'm talking to 400,000 people. And I start thinking about that. That kind of freaks yeah. me out. But but a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, they aren't listening for, oh boy, if they listen 90 minutes, I'd be rich. Uh, 3WS is a music-oriented radio station, mm-hmm. though, so they don't listen to that. But but when, you know, Pittsburghers, when, they, when the Steeler game's on, they listen to the radio. Big numbers. Now, when we play Christmas music, Ooh, that's 600,000 people. He's starting like next week. Yeah, right. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you, how are Katie, you? Katie, already, Katie, Katie works with us. She's in the room. She's already started. By the way, if you, regardless of when you're listening to this, it's, uh, it's August, but Katie's well, listening to Christmas. Here's the, and do you know why we play Christmas music early? No, why? It's because, well, first of all, you know, uh, it, it, the first week the ratings actually take a dip and then they skyrocket. But our ratings end like December 5th. So if we want to get a, 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 uh, a bounce in the mm-hmm. ratings mm-hmm. playing Christmas music, we got to play it earlier. Uh, December 12th doesn't help so much. <laughs> no, right? it doesn't. No, no, no. It really so, doesn't. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You've seen so much. It's been since 1983. And, and one of the things that to have a successful and happy life, you have to evolve. And, and life throws you curveballs and you got to change. And yeah. radio's changes and you got to change what are the some of the things that you've had to do professionally to allow you to change and adapt um, and, and maybe it's even your brand or is it the same brand or? well okay um I'll, I'll, I'll give you an insight in the the johnny hartwell program you talked about hey uh i don't do news if you want news you get that on your on you know whatever news app you have on yeah. your phone uh sports scores you know the ratings for espn have plummeted because i i can get the pirate score Anytime, all the time, and it can even be it's sent amazing to me. television how little sports they have on the local news. 
because they don't need to. Everybody knows the score way before the the broadcast even yeah. happens. Yeah. The way I looked at my show even ten years ago when I first started at Three uh, WS is like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some Hollywood reports, but I, it's gonna be. Uh, not controversial, but a little bit of commentary and say, you know, hey, Kim Kardashian, Kanye, make, kind of make fun of that situation. Easy to do. And, and so that I have a little bit of that. I want to do music news because, um, you know, it's a music-driven radio station. The 3WS also has a history of 75 years of playing music. And so I want to be able to touch, in, you know, people who listen to 3WS is very in tune with music from the 50s and 60s, even though we don't play a lot of that anymore. And there, I, I don't avoid talking about music news of of even current music. Like Elton John has a, a current hit now in the top 40. So uh, really good, actually. Yeah, it is really good. I, I agree. Yeah. But, 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 but that's some of it. But my whole show is before the break is, I've got a secret, Greg. I have a, I have a secret. I have a trivia question. I have a who sings it. And if you want to know the answer, you have to stay through the commercial break. It's it's not, uh, I'm not reinventing the wheel. This is Casey Case. Yeah. Casey Case did it for 40 years. Or what's it called? Tease or took, whatever you guys yeah. call it. Whatever you guys call it. Yeah. You know, it just keeps people listening. So if I do a trivia question, you know, uh, um, uh, there's only eight of these in America. All of them are in the Baltimore area. What is it? What is it? Eight Baltimore. There's eight of these, and they're only in the Baltimore area. Male uh, cheerleaders. They really? were the Ravens. And so, if if you want, if you want to know the answer, I was so got- close to saying something. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> Uh, I was a male cheerleader. <laughs> Given, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So you take you take three WS mm-hmm. over a period of time, right? right. Success leaves, leaves clues in any industry. Success leaves clues. So um, you take three WS from number eleven in the market. Mm-hmm. Is it true? We're market yeah, in the morning. In the morning not, yeah, yeah, in the, mo- in the morning to number one. In some months, in some instances, yeah, one, we're number two, one, number one, three, two, yeah, one. yeah. It's still it's it it's. It's good. I mean, it's in successfully close. What do you think? If you could help the audience, if you're trying to be successful and hear some of the things we did that really allowed us to grow in the market. Well, first of all, Pittsburghers um, can under they can detect if you're from out of town for sure. And if you're not if you're not a Pittsburgher, they're not going to embrace you. I'm Pittsburgh to the bone. I mean, even when I worked in the in South Carolina, you know, I would say, you know, get out. Get out of here. Earlier you yeah. went, yeah, 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 Conversely, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach is in the county of H-O-R-R-Y. Pronounce it. H-O-R-R-Y. How would you pronounce it? I'm going to do it wrong. Hori. Yes. And I said Hori on the air. Yeah, yeah. And they called me up. You Yankee. It's O'Reilly. <laughs> he was like, what? All right. Sort of like people from out of town say, I saw someone from Dubois. Dubois. <laughs> Dubois. I worked there. Yeah, we are, I yeah, worked there. Yeah. So, so you, so you have to be, you, you have to be genuine. You have to be native. You have to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's one a- of the things I get about you. You're authentic. Well, yeah. You. No, it is. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a skill. I mean, to be authentic, be, you know, it's, um, be you. In fact, in fact, we were talking about that. We're going to do a little, little video on that. Be you. Yeah. Like whatever. Be you. I don't know who else to be. But doesn't that mean? I don't know. But people, but, but it, they do. People try to be someone else. They're not authentic. They're not real. You have to be disarmingly candid. Be you. Well, I think it comes back to, you know, 
coming up with a radio name, you know, that's coming Johnny. up with a character. I, right. I, I'm Johnny. I'm Johnny Hartwell. That's my name. That's who I've always been. I don't know who else to be. I'm formerly known as Spank. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can, can you edit that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Spank. So, so what, makes it make, what makes a good interview? Just what you said. If, if the person is authentic. Yes. And I've interviewed a thousand people and... When I'm interviewing generally celebrities, they're trying to sell something. Right. And it's it's my I, job. Can, can't you tell that like a mil a mile away? Yeah. Hate it. I hate it. Yeah. And it and it's um and it's difficult because I'm in a position I know they want to sell something and it's it would make me a bad interviewer if I avoided that subject because that's the reason why they are talking to me and I'll give you a prime example uh, David Crosby one of the greatest vocalists ever and uh, Crosby Stills Nash Young and I really wanted to get into why those four people don't continue to put music together and he was he wasn't having it he just wasn't having it. He, even if he's like Listen, we've moved on. Right. It's just like, I really wish I, I could get together Different with chapter, him. new season. Yeah. yeah. But no, he was just like, mm, no, not going there. And I was like, oh, come on. That's that's what, as an interviewer, that's what everybody wants to know. Right. I can sell your product. You got a new album. You have a show coming into Pittsburgh. I'll be happy to, right. you know, talk about that. But if if I didn't ask you that question, um. That's the question on everybody's mind who's a fan. Yeah, and of it. for and it's unfair. It, for me to get to know you, you got to get to know me. For you to get to know me, I got to let you in. Yeah, and I'll tell let, you, let people in a little bit. And like, here's here's one of my favorite interviews ever was um uh, oh god I forget his name uh the American Idol dog um uh, uh, Randy Jackson Randy Jackson when I went to interview him at the Grammy Awards he's like Johnny Hardwell. How are you doing? He was like, oh, he doesn't know me. Yeah. But he goes, man, you added this song this week. Why did you do that? Wow. I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. You know my playlist? Yeah. He's like, hey, you didn't, know, you didn't, uh, you didn't add uh, Jordan Sparks. What is it? What's going on with that, man? It's going to be a hit. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do it in a week or so. He goes, what are you waiting for? Pull the trigger tomorrow. Tuesday's tomorrow. It's like he knew that business. He knew me, and he, he was prepared for that, that interaction. And then he, in, he actually introduced me. To Janet Jackson while we were having this oh, cool. interview. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I met Janet. She's like, hi. And uh, that was it. <laughs> I, I was not impressed yeah. with Janet. She just said hi. Like, I don't know you. Fine. Hello. But Randy took the time to, you know, do his homework with the person who's going to be doing the interview. And that so impressed me. And uh, uh, the people who are prepared or understand that I have a goal as an interviewer. And they have a goal as an interviewee, and they they we kind of mesh. We do that dance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You've done enough of these interviews, and you know what the, the 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 best interviews that you've had. What was what was that ingredient that you had? You know, there's a connection. It, 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 there's a connection, and so I think it's so much easier. Like you and I. And I'm not asking on a date or anything like that, but like, there's a connection. Like you come in, it's a, it's a warm hello. Like I just, I, when I, when I saw you in the lobby, I really felt like, you know what game on, I want to be here. This mm -hmm. is going to be fun. Let's yep. go. Yep. Let's figure out how we can like, you know. And when you were on my podcast, I felt the same way. I loved it. Yeah. Cause you I had fun. Yes. And that's, that's all I'm asking. I had fun. I want you to have fun. I want you to be comfortable. And, and by the way, in, 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 but, but the whole go back to trying to sell stuff. I mean, 
I think I don't think we've ever talked about investing on here. Mm-hmm. I think if people get to know us, maybe they'll work with us. If they get to know you, they're going to be more interested in your podcast. And that happens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happens by by creating rapport with people that then you end up doing better, more business, and you get more listeners and things like that. I, I think if I stood, sat here and said, and just so you know, Johnny Hartwell has a podcast coming out. Make sure you tune in to whatever. I mean, I get on it. Well, you know what I mean? It's brand new. It's coming out. Whatever. Right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's more of an, uh, in an idea um, concept stage. Yeah. But, uh, it, but by you being Johnny Hartwell and being honest and being authentic, people are like, you know what? I'm going to listen to 3WS tomorrow morning. Well, and, and I think, I know I do. Hey, I got, but if you I got said, three dogs. <laughs> I have a three kids and a dog. I need I all the listeners I can get. But I think, I think that is. I think that matters. And, you know, it's also true in politics. I don't want to get into politics, but it's an example and tangentially or whatever. However, no. Well, I think uh, that's where our politics kind of fall apart is that they've, they've lost that commonality that they, that, you know, how are, how real are these people? Right. And I don't, I don't get it from either side, to be honest with you. No, I get it. I mean, but if you think about, I'm not going to go there to which ones because people will say like, oh, he's Republican or Democrat. It's not that. It's just it's just checking in on people's authenticity. I'm neither, and I I honestly believe uh, broadcasters should be neutral. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's yeah. kind of an old school. Okay, way so of where, where's where's radio in ten years? That's interesting. Um, I I think it needs to be hyper local i don't think it's headed that way but i think it 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 maintains like you look at the radio stations that are successful in any market the top 3 or 4 are the ones that are local they're talking about local stuff so this is this is something you and i talked about before i guess they were recording but i think i think it's a key to success the more local mm-hmm. decisions are made the more they can make can be made for the benefit of the community. And, and that's true in politics. Again, that's true in business. What's happening in business right now. Like, I mean, we're blessed to be a local firm, whatever, and we can do things, you know, we can, we can make quicker decisions. We can adapt more, but these big organizations think they're going to make a decision in Washington, DC, that's going to affect us positively here in Pittsburgh. And it's not true. Same with radio, right? right. I, I think I mentioned to you, um, our house was struck by lightning. And, and so we, we got, we, yeah. I thought you shouldn't smile when I say that. That's like not a joke. And Johnny's <laughs> other like smiling. My, my house was struck by lightning. He thinks it's funny. Um, <laughs> I live in Pensbury. We, we, we never have power. If, 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 yeah. if lightning strikes in, in Singapore, boom, our, so, our lights go off. <laughs> so real quick story. So I, I see fire trucks going up the road in our South Hills office. Mm-hmm. And I jokingly said like, Oh my gosh, I hope my, my, my house isn't on fire. I hope that's not me. No, it was you. It was us. So Lori, <laughs> my, wife calls, my wife calls me in five minutes and is like, honey, you know, our, our house was struck by lightning. I said, we all okay? All okay. Do I need to come home? No, you're good. Okay. So I sat, we sat, I never got up. And it was, it was such an important meeting. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not getting out of this room until we figure this out. We did. And later on, she told me I probably should have come home. So um, yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, here, here here's a tip for the listeners. We're trying to help people improve. When you're hot, when you're away at work, and your house gets struck by lightning, go home. Okay, go home. Okay, right. that's just a little 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 tip. Tidbit of the day. It's a yeah, it's, it's Greg's tidbit. It's of a little the tidbit. Day. But anyhow, we got struck by lightning, so we had to go get Sonos, and I, I'm Sonos is great. But, and I'm sure I'll learn how to use it eventually. But I loved going, when you said it has to be local, I loved going to the wall, pressing the, the keyboard, and putting in 3WS or B94. And, and now it's like I get that I can listen to, like, whatever, Dave Matthews all day long, but I don't want to. 
Well, I, I think where uh, Pittsburgh radio has succeeded is that you know the ra- uh, newspapers have faded, and it's yeah. too bad because I love I love reading. So, a cup of coffee in the newspaper. Yeah, um, and, and television has almost disappeared, especially from a local standpoint, because we're all um, you know we're all connected with TikTok and and YouTube, right. and and we already know the sports scores. Why do I need that? And plus, now with nine hundred and thirty two streaming services, I don't know where to find. WPXI, where are you? And, and, and so, but with radio, one thing you can pick us up on, uh, on an app. Now you can pick it up in, uh, in your car, but we also are able to integrate, um, with social media very, you know, very easily. And that has allowed us to adapt. And that, that's one thing that Pittsburgh radio has done exceedingly well is interact with social media because, um, because we, we talked about, you know, the importance of being local. I take as many phone calls as I, as, as, as I I possibly can, because that's my opportunity to touch somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it suddenly, you know, um, it's Pam calls. And then the next time I recognize her voice and say, Hey Pam, Pam. I'm done. She's gone. She, she is, she's going to listen to three WS forever because I, John, Johnny recognized my voice and he's my guy now. And so that's so you think it goes back because it feels like it's gone away from being local. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not around here, but it, but it has, right? I mean, it does. Yeah, I lived in California for a con- time, and it, 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 California, Los Angeles, is not integrated with with the local community at all. So you think all. it comes back to being more local to be successful? Pittsburgh, the radio, come back to being more local. Not just radio, but it, it, even in you know, in our financial for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we're able to do things for our clients. Um, I think if we were national and had thousands and thousands of people, we have to make decisions differently. So hopefully Pittsburgh, because it, again, you know, WCRO, Blue 92. Well, let me ask you a question, because now we're moving into a Zoom uh, era where everybody talks on Zoom. And it, it, Zoom can be personable if you talk to that person as a real person, have a real connection. When I interviewed you on, on my podcast, it was over Zoom, mm-hmm. and we still were, were able to maintain a connection. So I think even if you use that technology, it has to have a, you have to have that connection, whether it's face to face or through Zoom or whatever technology you use, having that personal, having somebody look you in the eyeball and say, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I think you ought to do. And it makes a big difference. But, to but, me. But, but whether it's Pam, that you recognize the voice, mm-hmm. right? Or over Zoom, or you and I across the table, the ability to connect is unique. You think? I do. Really? I do. And I, and I worry it's becoming more rare. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, I'm afraid. I do. Right. Just yeah. because, you know, we think I, I talk to them really. How'd you do that? you talk to them? No, I, I, you texted them. Mm, so yeah. I think the connection, Yeah, I agree. I just think it's, I think it's different. And, and I think for, for, um, not that I know anything about radio, but it just feels like my connection with Sonos mm. is very different mm-hmm. than my connection with a local radio station like 3WS. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think that, uh, you feel like you have a connection yes. because you have, because you have things in common, which creates rapport. Yeah. If, if, um, during COVID, I did a couple of shows from home. And because I didn't have that connectivity, yeah. I felt lost. I felt like I was, 
I was in an ocean. I didn't, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know the direction I needed to go. And then, so I went, I did maybe a week's worth of shows from home. I was like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. I have to go back into the studio. Yeah. And I want to be around people I work with. I want to people, I want to do business with people. I want to, I want to interview, I want to people be around people I have a connection to. It's just so much more fun. Like I really enjoy spending time. I, there's a connection. And I think that that's unique. And I, and maybe that's what makes you, um, you know, 11 to one the city feels like they have a connection with you. Hmm, I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I, I, I have a connection so to Pittsburgh. I, I, I haven't had a desire to move into another city. Now I'm never moving. My, my goal was always to come back to Pittsburgh. You know, right. I, 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 my first real gig was in Myrtle beach, South Carolina doing a, a morning show. Yeah. Uh, went down there on vacation right after graduation from college, um, knocked at this one radio station and this guy goes, I'll tell you what, boy, there's this new radio station down the road, a place you should go down there. I'm like, oh my God, if Gomer Pyle can work in Myrtle <laughs> Beach, I, I can do it. So I ended up going down to this radio station, knocked on the door. It was a Saturday morning. Uh, the guy asked me three questions. What's your name? Where are you from? When do you want to start? They just fired the midday uh, guy that night because they had a trip to Charlotte, a bus trip, no drinking allowed. Well, he had a bottle of Jack Daniels. He chugged it, threw up backstage, and they fired him. So I, the boss had to fill in for the the morning show, you know, that his show on, uh, on Saturday morning, he's like, he's thinking, I hate doing these Saturday morning things. Johnny Hartwell showed up. That's how I got my first job. So that was the first one. First one. So most embarrassing moment on, on like air that you hit, like you're just starting out. Oh, when uh, you were like, Oh boy. No, actually the first and most embarrassing moment I ever had was, was on B94. Yeah. I was at the Grammy awards. KDK TV asked me to do a live cut in. I feel completely comfortable behind a radio mic in front of a television camera. No, not not a different story. And, uh, went, uh, on the red carpet. I had about 10 minutes before airtime. I had this little box of sadness of a bunch of, uh, you know, earpieces. And I, I don't know how to, they work and I had to look for sat three and I was going up to every camera going, are you sat three? <laughs> are you sat three? And nobody was answering. They, they had their little, yeah. and all of a sudden I felt an arm beside me saying, I think, I think you need to go here. And I, this, this guiding hand led me down to the red carpet to sat three. I looked over. It was Ellen DeGeneres. Really? She helped me and she said, are you sat three? And the guy goes, Yeah. And then she put the earpiece in. I was on the air with uh, Patrice King Brown and Ken Rice. And I'm on the air in Pittsburgh. I can't hear them. All right. So I'm just guessing on their questions and I'm just rambling along. (laughs) I'm not, I've I've never done television before. And then all of a sudden I hear Patrice go, Hey, is that the Dixie Chicks? And I look over and there are the Dixie Chicks. And I said, Hey, Dixie Chicks, say hello to Pittsburgh. And they came over and they said, Hi, Pittsburgh. And then they went back to whatever they're doing. What I didn't know is they were being interviewed live on CNN. Oh. And I brought them off, off camera to go say hi to Pittsburgh. So the producer on CNN is screaming <laughs> at me while I'm looking into Who's a the camera. Daryl from Pittsburgh. Get the- <laughs> Can we- we're live on the radio. What are you we doing? We are very serious. And about I am what we just did. horrified. And all of a sudden I hear, okay, that's Johnny Hartwell. And they sent me the tape of it. I will okay. never watch that tape. I was okay, so, so embarrassed. my most embarrassing, I land in Orlando for an interview. Mm. Okay. I get picked up. They take me to the conference room. I sit there. I'm in the wrong room. I jumped in the wrong car. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, 
different day. But yeah, I did. I was being, I was ready to be interviewed. And I'm like, wow, this place has credential way too much all over the walls. Cause it was a client of whatever. And I was like, they're like, you're not, I'm like, nope. And I'm like, you're not. Nope. I literally jumped in the wrong car, went for an interview, sat in the conference room and they were, and I wondered, they weren't being very attentive to me. <laughs> and so like they, they, they finally come in and I realized I, I'm in the total wrong company. I had to go back. I got the job though. It was good. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. it was good. good. So anyhow, Johnny, as I expected, it was a delight to talk to you. And uh, we appreciate y'all doing Pittsburgh. I also know you are very involved in some charities, which we appreciate. So, okay. yeah. you know, you got a big heart and we appreciate it. The Alzheimer's Association. My, my mother had Alzheimer's, so it's near and dear to my heart. Um, Harris Peace Charities, American Cancer Society. So, You know what's like, fun about being successful like you are and having a voice is you get to make a difference. Mm. That's cool. You know, and I, I, you know, I do the Sunday morning programs, the the public affairs programs for mm -hmm. iHeart because I do. I really think that the the nonprofits here in Pittsburgh do such great phenomenal. Work. Yeah, and Pittsburghers take care of Pittsburghers, and I'd like to be part of that tradition. Yeah, I was listening to a couple of other podcasts over the last couple of days, and they said to have happiness, you have to serve others. Mm, I agree. Like if you're really going to be happy in your heart, you you have to serve others, and then that 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 leads to happiness more than. You know, buying the next car, it's serving others. Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm part of I'm in the the um, Diogenes form of my life right now. I don't know if you're familiar with a philosopher who um, he was a Greek philosopher who lived in a wine cast and um, didn't eat anything. He had a bowl and a tunic. And that's all he owned. He saw a young boy drinking from a cup, saw uh, from his hands rather. And he said, I don't need this cup. And so all he said, I can drink water from my hands. So I think if you can in your mind say, you know what? I, I just want to serve other people. I don't need anything. I can live in a wine cask and still be happy. And so I think a lot of people just need more stuff, and I'm just not there. Mm -hmm. That's not where my head is. Or at least know why you got the stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, understand the why behind the purchase. So we just bought a place in, um, in Florida. And the reason for it wasn't so I could have a place in Florida. So it's, it's because I wanted to share moments with mm -hmm. my children. And so, like, the, the why behind is different, right? So I'm visualizing being there for Thanksgiving with them and really, really spending time with my children and grandchildren and parents. So I think at least you got to know why. Yeah. And if you're spending time with family, isn't that? That's what it's that, about. That's what everything's about. It's what it's about. I agree. So anyhow, Johnny, thank you so much. Craig, really enjoyed this. This was fun. We should do it again. Always. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear other subject matters that may be of interest to you, please check us out at confluencefp.com dot com slash podcasts.